All right. Um, I'd like to like to invite our uh, our other Haitians up to the stage. We uh, we 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 were of two minds. We were thinking of actually getting airfare and flying everyone to Haiti. Uh, so you could see what God is doing, so you have a window to the world. Often we measure our lives in terms of better than, worse than, and we have a small window to the world, which is a TV set, which is a really highly filtered way that we look at the world. And so we were just about to do that, and then they called and said, hey, we we can just come up and make it easier. So, sorry, um, blame them, but uh, we thought as if a picture's worth a thousand words, and, and we actually even have a video, how, how much more awesome is it to hear from the very people through whom God has been working? What you see represented on stage is a partnership. Uh, it's, it's not just these are people doing some Christian stuff in a country and we have a need to send some short-term people and hey, how convenient and you take our people. And this has been a long-term partnership that God has woven together for 16 years uh, and we're standing on a foundation that, that, that God has been building a decade. Decades and decades and decades before that, and lots of faithfulness. So we're going to hear from, from the real heroes of the story, although they wouldn't say it, but I would, and I can, and I am. Uh, the real heroes of the story through whom God works as our true window to this is the kingdom, this is Bethel, and this is the next, um, the next launch that God would have in terms of partnership. So this is Kevin Bither. He is in charge of the Haiti Endowment Fund. Um, so uh, he has two other jobs in Los Angeles, um, but when he's not saving the world in those capacities, he is engaged in kingdom work, which is probably almost all the time. Um, sleeping, thinking, all of that. Um, this is uh, Rod Berry, who you heard uh, sing, and he is a uh, mover and shaker. And uh, he's, he's involved in a lot of different ministry, uh, working with YWAM, working with Justice Water, working with other teams, working with Haiti Endowment Fund, uh, Maranatha Churches, the churches we've been building, and, and doing all sorts of stuff. This is Rob, who is a board member. So in addition to his other two jobs, his heart and passion is really pouring into Haiti. And this is um, Cindy Bither, uh, Kevin's wife. So without further ado, I'll let you guys talk, because they, they get sick of hearing me talk. But um, I was wondering if you could share, uh, just for, to bring everyone up to speed, what is it that Haiti Endowment Fund uh, does, is doing, and really the vision that God's given you uh, for ministry? Well, is this on? Okay. First of all, I just want to uh, thank Bethel. You guys um, are really in the DNA of Haiti Endowment Fund. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Pastor Bill was saying, um, it's been about 16 years, and um, Jeff Moore and I were just going over some stuff uh, um, uh, last week or whatever, and you know, I can, I can just shoot a few things out there that Bethel has done. Number one, you've been involved in building um, 11 churches, um, and, and right today, there are thousands of people in the churches that Haiti Endowment Fund supports, which are 16 churches, uh, through Maranatha uh, Church, which is Pastor Ely Bear and Marie. We partner with them, and we have uh, for over 30 years. But I got to say thank you to you guys. You guys have sent teams down, um, about 75 people, 
um, over the years. Um, Gordy and Bertie and I, a lot of you, I see Gordy and Bertie there, they've been down. And just wonderful things have happened in Haiti. You guys have been involved in uh, build, helping build 11 schools, a couple hundred uh, church benches for our schools. Uh, Pastor Bill went down and um, w- was at the, with us about three, four weeks ago. We dedicated the church in Labee, the Women's Learning Center. So I know it seems like all over the place, but Haiti Endowment Fund um, was started a little over 30 years ago by my parents, and it, it supports uh, 13 schools, 17 churches, um, and in those uh, 13 schools, we do uh, feeding programs. Um, we feed um, about 3,200 kids every day, um, and um, we do medical clinics. Cindy and Rob were down last week. Rodberry um, were down last week with the medical clinic, um, and last year we figured we treated about 14,000 patients. So it's an ongoing, um, large, uh, growing blessing from God, and when it comes down to Haiti, we have about 180, 190 people on staff in Haiti, most of them getting a stipend, their pastors, teachers, um, and on the U.S. end, uh, we don't have any staff, we pay a bookkeeper. So needless to say, everybody here is, is a volunteer, and um, you know, uh, that's why we need your prayer for strength. Mm-hmm. And and what's what's exciting? These are it's all all Haitian run ministry, and so the the goal is really to partner in practical, tangible ways that are the next step forward in in lives and practical community. What what's amazing, you know, and I, I'm just going in in so many different directions. But of all the different ways that the gospel uh, can really be used to show love in tangible ways, uh, so they're they're working uh, and and have been developing a ministries where they're um, they're. The, where they uh, do most of their work is in a, a central uh, central district, uh, only landlocked uh, state in Haiti, and so they're working with people in, with fish ponds, you know, growing, you know, th- selling thirty thousand pounds of fish uh, a year, and so it's helping people to have an income, it's helping people to feed families, it, it's helping uh, really the community to grow and to develop uh, from the fish ponds, farming projects, and and getting more produce out, teacher training. Every aspect of life in terms of vocation, in terms of ending poverty cycle, in terms of giving families, you know, tangible hope, uh, every area of society is being affected uh, with the work of, of Haiti Endowment Fund, with the work of the, uh, the pastors that we partner with there. And, and so in terms of what can anyone do to help spread the gospel, there are so many different opportunities and, and ways to get involved. Um, what, would be, what would be ways that... Uh, because we, you know, we've mentioned some building projects. Uh, you mentioned medical clinics. But for folks that are here saying, "Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a not a contractor. Uh, what could I do?" I mean, prayer certainly, and we're going to gin that up for the rest of the month. But but what are other ways that people could get involved from their experience, their skill set? Pastor Bill, that's a, I think that's a good question for me because I'm not good at any of those things, and so. From the medical perspective, totally worthless. From a bunch of things, I'm totally worthless. But um, being usable is, is huge there. Um, whatever the gifts and talents you have, they're able to be used. I'd say that there are um, there are three things that are important to us right now. One is partnership. And that's huge um, where we're trying to partner with the Haitians. And we talked a little bit about, about, about that being Haitian-run. And the importance for um, 
for us to be able to partner with them that they can take the ministry and build the ministry themselves um, by Haitians in Hades, in Haiti to Haitians. That's super important. Um, participation is huge. We can't do this without participation, especially even from a place like Bethel. It's huge to have people come and participate with us in all of these different things that come along. Um, and then the biggest, of course, is prayer. And you had just talked about that too. Um, prayer for uh, this ministry, prayer for the Haitians that are ministering to the Haitians in Haiti right now, um, for all of the ministries that are ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. Prayer is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one, one of the things that, that I really appreciated was seeing that whatever level of engagement uh, we were involved in, God had been doing a work so much more, uh, been laying such a foundation, engaging so many faithful people that, that we're one small link in the chain of, of a lot of faithfulness. One example would be, I think you mentioned the Women's Learning Center. It's a center that was built with the purpose of teaching vocation, uh, you know, trades to women that really, uh, through uh, uh, being widowed or, or other circumstances, they find themselves unable to support themselves. That's a very scary place to be. So a woman, uh, Madame Gerta, Gerta, am I pronouncing that right? Gerta, um, had a vision 38 years ago of saying, Lord, what could I do? How can I make a difference? And she said, I really can't do anything. But she took a woman into her house that had nowhere else to turn, taught her how to sew, taught her how to bake taught other women. And she had a vision 38 years ago, how can I use my gifts to practically bless and support and and encourage? And so she laid this before the Lord in prayer, and can we get other people and bring this together? She didn't have money, she didn't have resources, she didn't have anything other than Jesus, but she continued to faithfully serve with what she had, and through her faithfulness and through God bringing a lot of things together, there is now Right now, as we're speaking, uh, well, probably not Sunday. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, tomorrow, uh, there, there are, um, there, there's a whole building that has sewing machines and, and a working kitchen and, and classes to where now so many more women can be trained in practical work and skills. And this is connected to the church. This is connected to the community. And it's a way of saying any part of your life, it's important to God. It's important to us. It's an opportunity for you to see the grace of God, to see the hope, to see the next step, to see that whatever the circumstances of your life, that's not the final word that leads you here. But in Christ, whatever it may be, you can take the next step forward, however that is. And so it's showing the love of Christ in practical, tangible, uh, necessary ways that that penetrate the community. And and this is it. People need a reason to believe. And it's seeing the love of Christ when there's no hope of payback, when there's no ulterior motive, when when it isn't any other reason than we want to see you stand well as, as an image bearer of God. Now, God is the core area here. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. We, we suck, right? I mean, we, we really do. But what God has done in building this work is absolutely amazing. I know, some of us more than others. Um, what God has done is, is absolutely amazing. In looking at answered prayer, what, what are some answered prayers that stand out, and this is for anybody, uh, where, where you're just encouraged that, oh, this is difficult, but God is here, um, and he is our hope. And, and he, he's the one that comes through. All right. This is what's known as, this is a meatball, this is a meatball pitch here. Yeah. By the way, I don't know, we're really green at this. We've never done this before, so. 
A rookie season. God, God uh-huh. built all of this for 30 years. With, here here all the churches, all the schools, all the involvement, medical clinics, all of this. They don't talk to churches. They don't send out mailing letters. They don't, they're George Mullering this. And so, so this is sort of, you know, arm twisting, share about Jesus. We want to be part of this. Um, so a little, you know, a little rough and tumble, but God's in the house. That's an interesting question because I think that we could probably stand here till 6 o'clock tonight and cover just a few of the answers to prayer that you're talking about. Um, but I'm going to share one with you that was, that's kind of neat. And um, it's really neat. And this is a story about um, a guy who uh, used to have to go to the Dominican Republic. This is a Haitian guy who used to have to go to the Dominican Republic to um, try to earn his money. And we were talking a little bit about this downstairs earlier too. And just realizing that a lot of times Haitian men will leave their families to go somewhere else to try to, to try to make a buck and kind of abandoning a, a family behind. And uh, this guy said, hey, um, I used to have to go to D- Dominican Republic to make this money. But one of the things that we had been praying about was an agricultural product, project where we'd take a pump, like a six-and-a-half horsepower pump, and pull pull water out of a river that would be down below and this pump would pump the water up into a garden that would flood irrigate this garden and this guy said now with that ability he is able to um, feed his family stay at home stay at home be with his family feed his family sell the crops and actually make some money um, and have profit on top of that as well so it's a really neat story of, as we were praying, like, Lord, how could you use agriculture to help impact lives, help impact families, and help impact uh, the church? That's a way that we've seen that firsthand. Um, we saw that one just about like a week and a half ago. So that was really exciting to see that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. One, one of the things that's so amazing is how integrated, if you would, the social gospel is with uh, the, uh, the kingdom of God, which social gospel is certainly part of that, but uh, the intentionality of uh, sharing the love of Christ with action and with words. And so with building schools with other things, you're swinging a hammer and somebody's next to you working up a sweat and just, you know, just working like, like, like a dog. And you find out later, this is the associate pastor of the church. Everybody's in. Everybody's connected. Everybody is, is uh, just ministering and seeing the vision of this is one more way we can use this to show the love of Christ, to invite people into the kingdom, to make a difference uh, when, when there's so many challenges. And so just that get it sense of whether it's little, whether it's much, whether we can see it or we're praying for it and waiting for it from afar, what, what is such an encouragement to faith is uh, God is real. Um, the stakes are high. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's black and white in terms of consequences and, and all of that. And that undiminished sense of um, each day engaging with God and, and, and being intentional and just seeing God weave it together in ways that, that, that are amazing. I had a question for you, Rod Berry. Uh, as a native Haitian, um, we're, we were sharing last night, how many times have you been to Haiti? And I said, well, man, he's only been once. Okay. Um, but uh, in, in, in seeing a lot of different parts of the church, a lot of different parts of Haiti, and just uh, an insider's view, uh, what, what is your estimation of the impact of HEF and, and Maranatha? Um, what difference is being made? Uh, or you could just throw us all under the bus and say, yeah, been waiting for this moment. Uh, what, what would you share? Right. Uh, so before I step into um, answering the question, I want to say 
thank you for um, all the efforts and all all the help that you you guys uh, all the sacrifices you guys you guys have made to go to Haiti all the time to help uh, building churches and schools and um, you know as Christians as disciples of Jesus we have uh, this uh, this call to go to places to let people know about Jesus and uh, when you go down there you build a church it's a step toward that uh, when you go you build a school. You think, oh, yeah, they come here to learn about uh, stuff in life, you know, be educated. But some kids probably never heard uh, never heard of Jesus before they went to that school. But when they go to that school, it's a Christian school. They will hear about the name of Jesus. So it's it's really it's a big thing for me to, um, to see how impactful it is, uh, all those schools and churches that you guys have been helping to build down there in Haiti. I want to say thank you so much for that. Um, and... Um, well, when I look at um, Haiti Endowment Fund and um, all the different ministries that are going on, um, okay, one thing I see, I see a group of people that come together, receive a calling, and without compromising, they want to see it happen. And um, they touch so many different aspects of, um, of the society there in Haiti, agriculture, church, um, medical clinic, and um, schools and uh, feeding program and a bunch uh, women's learning center and all that um, it's uh it's it's not just going towards one thing but it it's it spreads out to many different aspects and so so many like that that's one of the reasons why, uh, why so many people have been touched by this ministry but to me the thing that is um, the greatest for me to see that's happening down there is um, to see how Haiti Endowment Fund has been empowering the Haitians to run those different ministries. Um, and believe, believe me, I've been involved in many different ministries. And it's, it's not common to see a ministry that has like people from the United States or Canada or somewhere else to come to Haiti, trust the Haitians, put them in places of responsibility to make it run. I'm sure there will be one of them standing right there to make sure everything's going well. But uh, I don't know how it happens Somehow, I don't know if you guys trained them before <laughs> before I joined um, the ministry, but it's really um, neat for me to see like how um, each one of the different um, things that they, the ministries that they have down there, there is a Haitian making sure that it's working well. And all they have to do is come to maybe Kevin or Robin and say, here's what we have, here's what we're going to do. And there is a trust. I can see it because I... Most of the time, I'm there translating the meetings. <laughs> I can see it. These guys, are, they trust them. And it's, uh, it's, it's really great to see how they become much more responsible when they, uh, when they are trusted with what they're doing. So to me, this is like the greatest thing that's happening right there, um, to see how the Haitians are stepping in places of, of responsibility, and they're so empowered by that. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we'd not, uh, we, we've not practiced this, and, and I didn't know what your answer was going to be, so with fear and trembling, you know, uh, asked. But that is, that is really insightful because, uh, as well with, with ministry, it is a rare thing because you put all the time, all the effort, all the sacrifice, all the risk into this project, and you've invested so much, and so many people you know have invested, you want to guarantee it goes the way you want it to go, and it's hands-on in managing it, and that is a really tough thing to let go and to trust, but what 
you know, what, what I so appreciate about Haiti Endowment Fund is the goal isn't the ministry. The goal is the empowerment of the people. The goal is that Haitians are ministering, and let's face it, they're going to do such a better job in Haiti, and it's going to be so much more of an inculturated in, uh, gospel. And so that that really is the goal of helping those who can minister much better, of giving them a, a platform and an opportunity to do so. Um, the UN Tribunal ha- has said, you know, in Haiti, and there's a lot of different UN um, projects and activities and UNESCO and other things going on there, but have said really uh, under, you know, um, unofficially uh, that Haiti Endowment Fund is, is one of the very, very few groups of all organizations in Haiti, governmental, NGOs, uh, missions, charities, other things that actually gets things done and gets things done consistently and gets things done well and gets things done in a way that has the trust of the people, that has the support and the engagement. And that is, that is really rare. I, I mean, you, you do it all wrong. You, you, don't, you don't have the, this, this huge mailing campaign. You, you don't go canvassing at churches. You're not, you know, hook, hooking your finger in people's nose and dragging them to Haiti and guilting them up with a, the mission thing. Uh, it's not Christian tourism, but just quietly underneath the radar, there is all this ministry going on. Um, and that's what excites me about the partnership because it is really kindred spirits and um, God is going to do, going to build his church in Haiti. And the fact that he give gringos a role in that, uh, but, but the, the ones who are stupid enough not to know any better than to entrust the very people who are receiving the gospel uh, to bring it in a way that most makes sense. And so everything we do in terms of giving, in terms of going, in terms of praying is, is redounding to this. You know, all of it is going to the effect, to the people, to empowerment, and not just a program and experience, some pictures in a scrapbook and some good memories, but that it's the jumping off point to the next area that God wants to reach uh, in the full harvest. Um, you're, you're, looking, you're looking pretty serious with the Bible there, and so, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting a word that, uh, that you have a word, um, and uh, what, 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 would, what would you like to share in... Uh, Is it that obvious? It's a mean-looking Bible, so I'm not, I'm not going to cross, cross that one. Oh, we, we, last night, Kevin and I were talking. It's like, what do we say? What are we going to say? And um, really, our hearts are just grateful. We just really are here to say thank you. And we know all the glory goes to the Lord. But um, being on the trip in October with Pastor Bill and Jeff and Anna was just a blessing. We had such a sweet time. Not just the serving was amazing and being there for the dedication of the Libby Church and the Women's Learning Center, but just the, our time of fellowship and laughter and praying over each other. Um, you can't put words to that. That was very special. And um, But as you were, you were just kind of giving a, a recap, what, what came to me just off the top of my head, <laughs> I had a marker here, but um, in 1 Corinthians, it says... Um, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. And and that's, that's the beauty of this ministry. It's the beauty of the way God created it, how his hand has been upon it, how he has blessed it and anointed it. Um brought alongside this church, this body of people, 
and the other churches that are represented. Someone asked in, during the Sunday school class, you know, it, we're really not a denomination. It's just for the body of Christ. That's how Haiti Endowment Fund was established. That was the foundation that the Lord put on Harold and Natalie's heart. Was It was a ministry for the body of Christ. And so we all have a part in that, and we know that it's God that gives the increase. Amen. Amen. And the exciting thing uh, with, with their parents, um, I was doing the math. Uh, there's, a, they, there's, there's a saying, there's a reason you have kids when you're young, because uh, you have the energy to, uh, to you know, run them down and you know, to deal with all the emotional stuff and that. And having kids when you're older, you're like, whoa, man, there is a reason you have kids when you're young. Um, you know, I, I was a missionary when I was young and had all the energy and, and, and all of that. I'm, I'm still a missionary here, but it's a different context. Uh, their parents started the work when they were my age right now. 48, 47, 48. Um, that's when they went in like 74 for the first time in starting this work. And this is when it's eight-hour rides in a, in a tap-tap truck, you know, across land and, you know, and the bones and all of this. And it was hard work. And it was, there wasn't the victories and the breakthroughs. And it was just plowing in prayer and plowing, literally plowing, ground and hearts and, and all of this. And this is, this is when people, they, they've retired, you know, come, kind of come into the crest of a ministry, well done, good and faithful servant, you know, enter into your rest. And they're like, now we're, you know, we're, we're retiring in terms of retread so we can press on to the next season in life. And so their faithfulness 30 years uh, as older people, uh, because they saw it. They saw what God was doing. They saw the link in the chain. They saw the value. And they saw that they were necessary players, even though what the rest of the world was telling them was, hey, you already did it. It was great. You know, you know sit down, t- t- take a load off. And, and they strapped up. And seeing the results now, absolutely, absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, we have a video. Uh, kids can go to KidZone now, so you are free and away. And um, we're, we're going to do something very different for sermons. So I uh, have a video, and uh, right back at you. <laughs> 